you have your Bibles, turn to the book of 1 Peter. 1 Peter today, 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. That's right before 2 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 4. We'll begin reading in verse 12. If you have it, say amen. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 12 says this, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing, excuse me, happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. We'll stop there with the reading today. Of course, we know the author of this is the Apostle Peter. And he is writing to uh, a displaced church, a group of Christians, Jewish and Gentile both but the Christian that have been displaced by the Roman government, the Roman Empire. And at this particular time of his writing, to be a Christian was not a popular thing. It kind of sounds familiar. Kind of sounds like 2022, doesn't it? Being a Christian was not a popular thing. And he basically, in, in, this, in these letters that he wrote to the Christian, he had three things in mind. Number one, He did not want the persecution they were facing to uh, cause them to leave Christ and their relationship with Christ. Number two, he did not want this persecution to uh, put them in a place where they start to live an ungodly lifestyle. And then number three, he admonished them saying, if you are a child of God, he wanted them to remain steadfast. Because if they remain steadfast, regardless of the persecution, there was a glory that was awaiting them. So he says, number one, just because you're going to face persecution and just because it's not popular to be a Christian, don't leave your relationship with Christ. Number two, don't let this persecution allow you to start living a life of immorality or an ungodly lifestyle. And number three, just hold on. <laughs> just, just remain steadfast because there's a glory awaiting you for those that can endure to the end. And so verse 12, he, he tells them, he says, think it not strange. Now that's a, that's a funny illustration, a funny way to, to put this. But what he literally was saying is it shouldn't be a surprise that the persecution is coming. It shouldn't be something that is surprising you uh, because If you're a child of God, you are in the minority is what he was saying. And it shouldn't surprise you that this persecution is coming your way. I mean, really, if they persecuted the son of God, they're going to persecute you. If fiery trials come to, 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 uh, it doesn't matter who they come to, they should be coming to you. Don't be surprised if you wake up one day and you're facing a fiery trial. He was telling you, and this letter was to really to check up on them to make sure that What they had in their soul was what it took to get them through the fiery trial. Three things today that I want to focus on that basically what what do we do when these fiery trials come? 
Number one, I want you to notice this. You have to remember your status. Your status. You say, Brian, what's my status? It's in the first word of chapter, verse 12. Beloved. There's your status. You, when the fiery trials come, you have to remember who you are. You are the beloved. <laughs> I'll say that again. Am I in church today? You are the beloved. You are the beloved. You are the beloved. You know what that word literally means in the Greek? It means worthy of love. And so many times I know we mean to be humble and I know we say things to make it sound really good. Oh, I'm not worthy of the love that he has shown me. And I know what we're saying, but really you are worthy this morning because you are the beloved. God loved you enough that he sent his own son to die on the cross of Calvary just for you. You are special and you are loved this morning. You are the beloved. The first time that word is mentioned in the New Testament, it's God himself speaking from the heavens when his son was baptized in the Jordan River and he came up out of that Jordan River and he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And so from the, from the time of his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, the beloved changed from a person to a group of people. And now if you are in Christ, you are part of the beloved. That makes me feel good this morning and I feel like preaching today because I am part of the beloved. Hallelujah, he loves me. And when it comes to the fiery trials of life, I just had to remember my status. I had to remember who I am. I am loved and I am the beloved of Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it's important when each trial comes the trials that come in life try to cause us to doubt who we are. That's the number one reason fiery trials come, is to get us to doubt who we are. And, and, and have you had people, when you go through fiery trials, whatever, just fill in the blank, whatever that might be. Have you ever had someone tell you this? Well, you're a child of God. This shouldn't be happening to you. Have you ever even thought that? Lord, I have served you all these many years. Why am I going through this? Maybe the trial's not happening to you, but maybe it's happening because of who you are. Think about it this way. You cannot be on the Lord's side if you don't want to deal with the Lord's enemies. And we do have an enemy. We have a great enemy. And listen, it's basically like this. People will not like you just because you like Jesus. And if you are part of the beloved, you wear a, you wear a moniker and that moniker is I'm a child of God. And when you say you belong to Jesus, people automatically will not like you because Jesus loves you and because you love him. Now, Jesus loves them too. They just don't recognize it and they don't love him because and it, it's not in particular that they don't like you as a person. They just don't like Jesus. And when you like Jesus, you automatically become their enemy. And so... 
that's what these fiery trials are for. They try to get us to, to make sure that we stand when those attacks come. But let me remind you, those attacks will not work. The fiery trials will not overcome us. Why? Because of our status. We are the beloved. And if we are the beloved, that means we are covered. <laughs> that means we are worthy. That word again, it means we are worthy of love. What did that mean? He loved us so much. Thank God that he died on the cross, that he shed his own blood, and that one drop of his blood, thank God when it covers us, it covers our sin. Thank God never to be remembered against us anymore. That makes us part of the beloved. Aren't you thankful today for your status? Aren't you thankful that he loves us? so don't be surprised don't be surprised when these fiery trials come if you love God you'll be despised now let's stop right there and have an altar call now, that's a terrible place to leave a message isn't it? wow I really want to serve God I'm going to get fiery trials every day that's part of it but that ain't the end of the story <laughs> secondly Fiery trials, number one, remind us of our status. They remind us of who we are. Secondly, they show others who we are. Not only do they remind us of who we are, but they show others who we are. Look at what it says. Beloved, think it not strange, verse 12, concerning the fiery trial, here, here it is, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. So he said this fiery trial is there to try you. So what does that mean? It means that the trial you are facing is not designed to destroy you. This trial you're going through is not designed to terminate you. It's designed to test you. It's designed to help you to prove who you really are. Now, there's a reason why he said fiery trials. Because that means the trials that we face put us through the fire. And that doesn't sound like a very fun experience. But may I remind you what fire does. <laughs> When God allows and designs a fiery trial for our lives, what that means is we are being put through the fire. But what the fire does is it purifies. <laughs> and when it purifies, it gets rid of the impurities <laughs> in the element. And then when it gets hot enough, those impurities are removed and washed away only to remain what is pure and what is, what is holy. Oh, thank God. When we go through the fiery trials of life, it's not meant to destroy us. It's meant to purify us. It's meant to test us. And thank God when we come forth, we'll be as pure gold. The gold that goes through the fire before is tainted. It is stained. It is dirty. It is impure. But when it goes through the fire, it shines brighter than it ever had before. Thank God. That's why God allows the fiery trial. It's not meant to destroy you. It's not meant to take you down. It's meant to purify you and let your light shine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God can't remove the trial 
Because if he removed the fiery trial, he'd remove the shine. So it's something we have to face. It's something we have to go through. And, and, and he says, he gives us admonishment in verse 13. He said, when these fiery trials come, which is to try you as though some strange things happen to you, he says, don't, don't think it's strange. Here's what you do instead. You rejoice. You rejoice. You rejoice. He says, don't get angry that you're going through a fiery trial. Rejoice. Why? Why? Because when the enemy tries to attack you, he actually activates the glory of God. <laughs> but rejoice inasmuch as ye partakers of Christ's suffering that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with the exceeding joy. What the fiery trials do is it puts us through the fire. It purifies us. Then we come out, we shine as pure gold. So when the enemy tries to attack you and he makes, makes you think these fiery trials are there to destroy you and to terminate you, just remember it only activates and reveals the glory of God. You say it does? Yeah. The attack of the enemy only proves what they are trying to stop. Let me, let me, let me tell you this way. Let's think about this. Devil, you are attacking me. That means if you are attacking me, you are acknowledging that God's hand is on me. Hold on to that real quick. So Satan, you are attacking me. So if you are attacking me, that means you are acknowledging that the hand of God is on me. Because why would you be attacking me if God's hand wasn't on me? <laughs> That's why he said rejoice. Because that means if Satan's attacking you, that means he acknowledges that you're on God's side and he's trying to prevent you from succeeding in this life. But I got good news for you. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. He may attack us, but hallelujah, it just activates the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you have ever dealt with somebody and you've said these words. Well, if the devil's fighting you, that means he don't have you. You said that, right? We've actually reminded some of you all. You go through so much and I, I understand there's people that go through way, way much more difficulty than what myself do, do and my family does and your pastor. There's people that are, that, that it's just hard for them to even wake up in the morning. It's hard for them to go. It's, they don't even, some people don't know where their next meal's coming from. I'm telling you folks, we are a blessed people. We are a blessed people. And I realize we all go through different kinds of fiery trials and the, and, and the devil makes them think they're the worst thing that could ever happen to us. But may I remind you, you are the beloved. Remember who you are. And that, thank God that these fiery trials only show those around you what you're really made of. It just proves, thank God that God is with you, that he loves you. And I guarantee you, when you come through, you'll be stronger than you ever were before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number one, remember your status. Number two, 
The fiery trials only show others who you are. Thirdly, it's found in verse 14. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of glory and of God, here it is, resteth upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. Here's the whole message. And here's the reason why the attack of the enemy and the fiery trials will not get you down. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. There's the reason. The spirit of God resteth upon you. That is the main reason why the fiery trials will not take you down. That is the main reason why the enemy cannot destroy you. Is because the spirit of God is resting upon you. You know what that word resteth means? Cease from movement. <laughs> that means when the spirit rests upon you, he ain't moving. <laughs> Wherever you go, he goes. <laughs> Whatever fiery trial you face, he's going through it with you. <laughs> Whatever disease you have to, uh, have to partake of and whatever treatments you have to go through, he walks right in there in the hospital room with you. <laughs> Thank God if you, have to go to a, if you have to go to a graveside and you have to mourn the loss of a loved one, thank God he is right there with you. He is not ceasing to move. Thank you, Jesus. If you have to go through a fiery trial, a financial difficulty, remember, he is resting upon you. If you have to go through times of spiritual difficulty, remember, he is resting upon you. If your marriage is broken, if your marriage is in shambles, remember, he is resting upon you. If you have wayward children, if your grandchildren need God in their life, remember, he is resting upon you. There is not one place that you will not go or you will not go through that the spirit will not be there. He is resting on you. He is resting. He will not cease to move. So what does that mean? In order for the devil, in order for our enemies to defeat us, that means God has to leave us. For those in the back, I'll say that again. Catch on to it. That means in order for the enemy or the fiery trials to overcome us, that means God has to leave us. I think he said one time, it might be in the Bible somewhere, I will never leave thee, <laughs> nor forsake thee. <laughs> so if that means he ain't leaving, <laughs> that means no matter what fiery trial I go through, no matter what the enemy tries to throw at me, I cannot and I will not be defeated. Why? Because the Lord resteth on me. Hallelujah. 
And I'm telling you what, there is no greater feeling than to know when you wake up in the morning that he is resting on you. Hallelujah. There is no greater feeling than when you're going through difficulty to know that he is resting on you. There is no way my family could not make it through these last few months going through uh, the situation with my mother than to know that God is resting upon us. There is no way. I don't know how people do it without the Lord. We say that all the time, but it's even difficult with the Lord because we face things we never thought we'd ever face before. But may I remind you this morning, the God of glory has not left us. Woo! Glory to God. He is resting on us. Hallelujah. So when the fiery trials come, don't be depressed. Be encouraged. Rejoice. Because it only reveals what the devil's trying to stop. And remember, the spirit is resting on you. Remember your status. Remember who you are. And remember that these fiery trials only show what is on the inside. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us.